Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast. This is Peter Ravella, co-host of the show. And this is Tyler Buckingham, the other co-host. You know, Tyler, we've been at this for about five years now, I think. Uh, doing Coastal News today in the American Shoreline Podcast Network. And uh, we've had some incredible, incredible guests on this network over these first five years. And uh, occasionally, you and I just get to do a check-in. We do a little summer check-in, catch up with each other. And uh, today, no guests, uh, just you and I. Just you and I. And I'm really looking forward to it. We've got a lot to catch up on, Peter. A lot to catch up on. About five years Five years of doing this show, five years of doing the news, uh, all of the hosts and collaborators that we've managed to to work with over that period of time, it's really a, a treat to do it, Peter, and I'm excited to kind of reflect back a little bit yeah. and uh, and look back at, at this period of time and, and also look forward to where we want to go. Well, I, I think you mentioned to me that uh, we're coming up on pretty close to the thousandth podcast on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. That's that's stunning and incredible. Yes, we are like as 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 of this recording, we are I think 3 away from 1000 episodes. And by the time that this recording airs, we will be either right at 1000 or or just above it. So this this is our 1000th episode celebration. Wow. Unbelievable. Can you believe it, Tyler, when we were sitting down in Austin, Texas? at the Cherrywood Coffee House in the summer of 2018, I believe it was, kind of sorting out whether we could put together this network and bring Coastal News today back to life in a new form. Um, I don't know if I ever envisioned that we would be doing it five years later and have a thousand shows. It's a hell of a deal. It's a hell of an accomplishment. I'm really proud of it. Me too, Peter. I'm looking forward to toasting five years and a thousand episodes. But first, let's have a quick word from our sponsors. Support for the American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coastal News Today comes from Geodynamics, an NV5 company. Geodynamics team of specialists provide accurate surveys of complex coastal environments around the world using the latest technology in marine geology, coastal science, and remote sensing. With customized vessels and sensor configurations, Geodynamics delivers meticulous data products to answer their clients' toughest questions. Visit nv5geospatial.com or geodynamicsgroup.com to learn more about Geodynamics and their solutions that improve lives. And from the Coastal Zone Foundation. The Certified Coastal Practitioner Program from the Coastal Zone Foundation offers courses covering 11 different subject areas, including coastal engineering, ecology, geology, project management, and more. The CCP program emphasizes a multidisciplinary approach to coastal zone management, setting you apart from the competition and demonstrating your commitment to best practices and a code of ethics in your field. With modules available online or as live short courses, the CCP program is accessible to coastal professionals at all stages of their careers. Learn more at coastalzonefoundation.org. And don't forget, subscribe to the CNT Daily Blast newsletter for the latest news and updates from around the American shoreline. Want to support our work? Learn more about sponsorship packages at coastalnewstoday.com slash advertising. 
So, Tyler, I don't know. You know, I've just relocated, as you know, to Olympia, Washington. I'm now a West Coaster and very happy to be here, I have to say. Uh, I hate to say with a little bit of satisfaction that sitting up here in Olympia, uh, the beautiful Pacific Northwest, gorgeous sunny days, of course, will be different in the winter, but... uh, Right now, the extraordinary summer in the Pacific Northwest and temperatures in, you know, 75 to low 80s. It's just so fabulous. And uh, looking at the the weather down in Austin, uh, where I've just departed, where it's been been over 100 degrees for, I don't know, a lot of days already in the summer. I'm kind of glad to be here. Well, Peter, t- wh- tell us tell us a little bit more about this move. You've you've lived in Texas a long time. You yeah. raised your family in Texas. Uh, yeah. uh, t- t- we're, tell tell us a little bit more about what motivated you to to seek change at this time. Well, you know, it's you're right, uh, Genevieve, my my darling and lovely wife, uh, who is a native Texan, uh, three or four generations back for her family, and I was in uh, Texas for about twenty about 20 years after coming from Washington, D.C., working on Capitol Hill for then-Congressman Ron Wyden, who's now Senator Ron Wyden from Oregon. Uh, you know, I had a great time in Austin, worked at the General Land Office, did a lot of great stuff with the uh, Coastal Management Program there, our consulting practice that we had together for years. Uh, you know, it was a great place, an incredible town, Um but I think we were we were looking for uh, we were really looking for a, a, a new turning over a new leaf and starting a new adventure and uh, it was a voluntary move there wasn't a drop job driving it or any of that it was like where do we want to live what part of the country do we want to be be in and uh, so we were really looking for a chance to start anew make new friends learn new things and maybe get our butts out in the water a little bit. Uh, and get out in the environment a little bit more. It's just there's there's you know a little more to do up here, Tyler. Like 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 down where you are. Well, I I I'm very curious about the Pacific Northwest. I've never had the opportunity to live up there. Uh, you went to law school in Oregon. Um, to, can you? Fill me in. What's it like uh, up in the Pacific Northwest? I know that you know we've we've got Erica Sears, our great host from Big Tourism, who talks about the Oregon yeah. coast a lot. I know that's a beautiful area, but fantastic uh, up where you're at, man. I just I would love to hear what the what the coastal vibe is. There's a lot to learn. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing some shows on Puget Sound uh, and over the you know the course of the next six months and really getting to know the coastal issues here in greater detail. But uh, yeah, I did. I spent eight years in Portland. I went to law school at Lewis and Clark Law School and and really loved being in Portland uh, before relocating to Washington, D.C. to work on the Hill. But it's good to be back up here. Uh, you know, the environmental ethic in this part of the country is strong. Uh, there's so much beauty, I think, uh, and things that people care about that there is a well-established uh, track record of environmental protection and coastal stewardship doesn't mean that there aren't issues uh, environmentally in this part of the country. There most certainly are. Um, but it's a huge change from Texas where you just don't have the environmental ethic, the depth of the environmental ethic 
uh, no offense to all of the people who do work hard on environmental protection in the state of Texas, because there are some, but it really pales in comparison to the activism, the organizations, the sophistication of environmental protection up in the Pacific Northwest. So that's part of what I'm looking forward to getting more involved in again. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I haven't settled on a new career up here, Tyler. I'm going to take the summer, get settled, do some hiking, do some camping, get out on the water, and uh, and see where see where the right next step is for my career. So I'm, I'm in the market. I tell you what, I, I would love to make it up there and and uh, spend some time with you up there. Yeah, uh, in that environment, it sounds really beautiful, and I I really appreciate your take there that there is a an environmental ethic that's part of the culture up there that that is different and unique. You know, I think that all around the American shoreline, there's an environmental ethic. I mean, uh, it's one of the cool parts of the coastal space is that it inspires in people a a connection to to the planet to the ocean to the coast to the to the marine mammals that are in it i mean it's it's incredible the in florida what's going on with sea turtles you know Mm -hmm. and in texas what's going on with with mangroves and sea turtles and fish and uh it's incredible how people are are motivated to conserve and protect but you're right up there in the pacific northwest there's a real unique flavor and I'm curious to, as you, I'm curious to follow along as you uncover what's going on up there. Do you, any, any thoughts, any theories as to why the Pacific Northwest has that environmental? You know, when I was, when I moved here uh, and when I moved to Portland to go to law school uh, back in the eighties, Tyler, (laughs) that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Uh, You know, it was striking. Uh, and I think I'll tell you the thing that that inspired my and, and deepened uh, my concern for environmental ethics was to 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 witness the uh, forest management practices. Uh, the Pacific Northwest, of course, is a huge timber production region: Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, the national forest system here, and clear cutting is such. An obvious uh, extractive industry. Uh, visually, it changes the landscape. Uh, uh, clear-cutted forest areas look devastated, and so there is. I think because of the beauty of the landscape, the mountains, the trees, the ocean. You've got Puget Sound. It's it's gorgeous, and you see these things that are kind of an affront uh, t- to uh, your sensibilities. Um, I think that inspires people to care about it. I think it is it is beautiful. And it's a little bit like you're saying with shorelines and beaches is that people are inspired emotionally by the landscape. And that inspiration leads to concern and care and motivates people to be protective. Uh, and I think they've got that element going on in the Northwest. It's just an, ins- you know, I looked out, Yesterday, uh, when I was out and around a Mount Rainier looming over, you know, Olympia, Washington, it's about 70 miles away and it's just this stunning mountain uh, and it's just so beautiful. And you're thinking, man, we, we, we've got to protect this kind of, kind of place. I think it's that. I, I love that answer. And again, I'm really looking forward to following along as you immerse yourself in 
your local community, you know, just the, the regular old folks that you're going to be uh, getting to know out there, but also the, you know, our ocean and coastal community of professionals that I know are uh, quite active up in that area. And, um, you know, I, I, I imagine you're also going to get some exposure into new realms, like, for example, the salmon fishery, which I know is a major sure, uh, yeah. uh, issue area up there. Are, are are you looking forward to kind of diving into any any realms in particular? You know, I, I'm going to let it settle a little bit. I've decided not to be hasty in this transition and to uh, get grounded physically in this space, get to know it a little bit better, uh, get to know the community. But, you know, Olympia is the capital of Washington. Uh, surprisingly, the town is about 70,000. Uh, it's small. Uh, it's a it's a great little town. I'm just starting to get to know Olympia, but the capital is here. The, the the agencies, much like in Austin, Texas, where we were, the Coastal Management Program was headquartered in Austin, as was Parks and Wildlife, and all the major uh, agencies of government are there. That's true here in Olympia. There's a chance to work in the public sector. There's a chance to work in the legislative process. Uh, there's the coastal professional world that you and I have been in for years. Uh, there's a chance to make Coastal News Today and ASPN more central in what I'm doing. So uh, there is a, there's just a, there's a lot of uh, opportunity, I think, and a lot of variety. And it begins by, you know, knitting together the professional community that I'm going to be part of and getting to know people. And, uh, you know, th- that takes time. So I'm looking forward to, you know, the adventure, the adventure ahead. Well, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm sure I would give Peter a call. I would just uh, <laughs> give you a jingle. Reach out. Yeah, reach out. Sure. Well, what, what, how are things down in California? You've been down in, in Ojai and Ventura now for several months. It's been great. I love the new work that you're doing with Blue Robotics. It sounds really fabulous. I can't wait to see firsthand the robot that you've built and are operating, you know? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, that's been so much fun. And, uh, you know, it it was, I don't know, maybe about a month ago, we did the show with my, my boss, Elisa Miller. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can go back and listen to that one. I talk a lot about the robotics and, uh, Elisa shares her story about how she came to co-found the company. And, um, I'm really proud of, of, of blue robotics and the work that we do and the, the role that we play in the marine robotics space. And I'm really, I feel very fortunate that I was able to land a job with this group of people. Um, but one of the things I want to say, before, you know, you t- talking about Southern California is that I've been going to the beach. I've been going to the beach. Um, yeah. And so I've started this Tuesday group, uh, which is Tuesdays. We, we work until about five o'clock and then, um, bomb down to Bates Beach, which is a really cool unarmored shoreline. It's a part of the Santa Barbara County Parks. And uh, there's there's a picnic. It's a kind of a bluff beach. So the, the parking lot is up above the, the bluff. And then you walk down a big, long ramp down to the sandy beach. And of course, we had this big winter and there's just so much driftwood on this beach. It's totally un... Uh, you know, it's not cleaned. It's not, managed. Yeah, it's not managed. It's yeah. just allowed to go its natural yeah. course. 
And it's a very popular beach with locals here in Ojai and in, in the Carpinteria Ventura area. It's not particularly well known to out-of-towners. It's kind of hard to get to. It's a little tucked away. But uh, consequently, the vibe there is just so cool. And I, I just want to share two different experiences. I've, I've now been twice. And the first day was a weekend. It was a Saturday afternoon. It was sunny. It was beautiful. And I went with a friend, sat on the beach. We brought a couple books. We ended up talking and just enjoying the, the beautiful sunny day and watching the kids uh, in the sand. And of course, looking at, to me, the, the, it's so interesting to see all the driftwood on the beach and all of you know, the, the, the kind of biomass that accumulates all the way up to the, the toe of the bluff is incredible. And now, now returning, this is a beach I used to go to as a kid, returning as an adult and as a, a coastal professional I think about this stuff so differently. And it's just really, it was really neat experience, which prompted me to want to start this Tuesday group. So on Tuesday, I, I assembled a little crew and uh, we went back down to Bates Beach at 5.30 p.m. And it was a hot day in Ojai, hot day in Ojai. But by the time we got down to Bates Beach, I mean, it was like a thick fog, thick and misty fog over the beach. Wow. But wow. it was- the Marine layer bloat came in. It was just hovering right there. It was like, it was 150 yards further inland, the, the, the head of the marine layer. But there we were on the beach, socked in. But it was just so beautiful and cool to see the, the birds wow. gliding through the mist, the pelicans somehow managing to fly like right above the waterline through, you know, with minimal visibility. Uh, we did see a dead uh, seal. That had washed up. Of course, hmm. that's been an issue here in California, and 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 it was interesting yeah. to actually see that happening. And saw another seal alive, kind of hanging out with us there toward the end of the evening. But this all culminated. We we brought our Smoky Joe Weber down to the beach and grilled up some tacos. And damn, you know, there's just something. The beach is just such a wonderful place to spend time, and it's such a great place to reset. We we get so worked up in management and the technicalities of a beach profile and the engineering and yeah. coastal erosion. And yeah, I just, I just want to say to our whole community out there that, you know, that there is just this reset power that this space has that um, it's just nice to be reminded of. It's good to go to the beach and not, and not be in the mindset of a, of a coastal professional. And, uh, I used to, you know, I used to love going to the shore and all the time that we were doing lots of consulting work and, and working with towns on shoreline erosion planning and all the things that we were doing. I mean, I had a hard time for years going to the beach and not looking at public access ways and the adequacy of public access, what the parking situation was, looking at the, how the beach was maintained, the condition of the dunes, you know, trying to figure out what the shoreline management protocols were for that particular area. I mean, it's work, right? You're, you're looking at the beach as a as a consulting professional, and uh, it's great to go to the beach and just bring a grill and and and, and do some tacos. You know, <laughs> totally. You're right. I think I went to South Shore. We took uh, uh, Genevieve and I took a drive a couple days ago. We went through Aberdeen, you know, hometown of Kurt Cobain, and uh, down to South Shore, which is the closest uh, Pacific. Uh, beach, Pacific Ocean Beach uh, to Seattle. It was about an hour drive from Olympia here. Very huge, expansive beach, incredibly wide. You could drive on it. There were 
lots of families, lots of people down there. There were horses you could rent, people riding horses on the beach if you're into that. But it was good to go to the beach and just, you know, go as a recreational experience. And uh, I think you're right. I need to do more of that because we can get pretty technical about about what we think about on coastal issues because it's our it's our what we do professionally. But uh, you got to go get your feet in the sand and and uh, you know just hang out. It's it's the it's the attitude adjustment you didn't know you needed. I'm telling you right now, you will not regret it. And I uh, the other thing I will say is the water, the the ocean water here, at least on our reach of beach in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties, has been very cold uh, for this for this time of year. And you might you know some that can be a bummer. I understand some people want warm water, but yeah. from a yeah like refreshing perspective uh the cold water is amazing and uh on that saturday trip that i went down i i did swim in the water a few times and uh it's just you know the the waves out here it's just so interesting how beaches are different around the country and each oh very and, and they have their own their own like voice their own fingerprint and going back to bates beach and getting in the water and and facing down those waves where he took me right back to being a kid on that beach. And uh, it was just real special. And and also, it speaks to, I think, the, the thrill of working in the ocean and coastal space where you get to go to a place like the beach and have such a rich tapestry of knowledge and, and communities, you know, all the way from the birds and the biology and the marine mammals to the sand and the sediment and the geology. I mean, it's just like, it's just an incredibly complex and dynamic place to learn. It really is. And, and you know, the, the issues that uh, we cover in coastal news today, uh, you know, about the bluff erosion and the property issues in California, beach access has been big uh, cases coming out of the courts and in in California in terms of beach access. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's great to go to the shoreline and, uh, and just enjoy it at face value without all of the layers underneath it and kind of set that aside a little bit. And, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know Puget Sound and the shorelines in this area. Uh, it's a very dynamic place. Um, you know, there's a lot of marine mammals here. There's uh, lots of issues in terms of shipping and and uh, shoreline as uh, shoreline retreat here is a big issue. Um, ocean acidification is a big issue in in this part of the country. So there's a lot to learn to get to know this region of the American shoreline and. Uh, it's going to take me a couple of years, and I'm looking forward to it. And um, I'm hoping over the over time, uh, Tyler, that we can have some experts on about Puget Sound and dive a little deeper into the Pacific Northwest and maybe Alaska issues, which we do a little bit of, but maybe more, maybe more now. Totally. And as you know, with Blue Robotics, I've I've got my. Uh... My research and development team is up there in Victoria, so I pl I intend on being up in your neck of the woods and just <laughs> I'm excited to come down and visit and get to spend some time with you in your new space. And you can show me some of these little secret beaches you're yeah. discovering. 
At least I, I hope you would. I'd hope you chair. Well, I have to ask, I don't know, uh, Tyler, this weekend coming up soon here, I understand you and your team will be headed to British Columbia to work on shooting a film segment about Blue Robotics and the company. Um, that's going to be a thrill. I think I'm really, I, man, I'm really happy for you to get to work on film. I know your time at Ken, with Ken Burns is really great. And a chance to to put your creative energy to work. I I can't wait to see the product you come up with. Well, the pressure is on because uh, turns out just like the uh, actual production of Jaws, which was uh, a legendary uh, pain in the butt for all involved. Over budget, the shark didn't work. They're shooting at sea. The cameras are breaking. You know, it was just a real challenge to make that movie. Um, Making this spoof of a scene from Jaws is going to be a production. And you're right. I'm totally, I am thrilled to be doing kind of film creative stuff with Blue Robotics. It's really cool. It's one of the, it's one of the great perks of, of the job, actually. I am really excited to show you the spoof. I'll tell you quickly about it. So yeah. you know, there's the famous scene. So basically, everyone knows in Jaws, there's the, like the most famous line in the movie is you're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone right. knows that line. It's just such a good line, which was, by the way, improv. Uh, really? Roy Schneider. Yeah. Roy Schneider came up with that line off on the top of his head. And he plays the captain, right? Schneider's the captain. He's he's the police chief. Uh, the police chief. Right. So it's it's, you know, Jaws. Uh, every, I, I hope everyone out there has seen the movie. It's it's a classic. It's one of the in my humble opinion, it's one of the greatest American movies ever made. <laughs> it's really good. Um, even if you don't elevate it to the pantheon of, of greats like I do, it's still a very good movie. And, um, you know, it's a buddy film that involves these three guys who go out to kill this man hunting great white shark that is mm -hmm. terrorizing this community. The most famous uh, marine biologist, I think, in film, Richard Dreyfuss as, as Matt Hooper. That's right. That's right. Hooper is the marine biologist. He's younger, uh, played by Dreyfus. And then the the third member we mentioned, we've already mentioned Roy Schneider. The third member of the uh, crew is Robert Shaw, who plays Quint, who's the shark hunter. Mm -hmm. The three of them go out to sea and, and uh, do battle with the shark. And we're spoofing one scene of this movie where the shark kind of appears for the first time. And of course, there's no shark in our movie. We're, we're a robotics company. So we're spoofing it by making it that a, a lesser autonomous surface vehicle can't handle the kelp and rock conditions of a survey site. And so instead of needing a bigger boat, you're going to need a bluer boat, a.k.a. the Blue Robotics Blue Boat. <laughs> Which is our wonderfully designed autonomous surface vessel. Um, and so it's it's actually going to be a pretty quick, you know, you're going to get the vibe of Jaws. You're going to feel like you're in, you know, on the Orca kind of. It's going to have some musical ties. You're, if you're familiar with Jaws, you're immediately going to know that this is a little bit of a Jaws spoof. And then about halfway through the movie, it turns into a little bit of a car commercial <laughs> for the Blue Boat. So you're going up to, to so where are you guys going to shoot out of? What's the plan? How, you're going for like a week or so. Yeah, so it's a it's a 
really aggressive production. You know, the whole video, when it's all done, is only going to be a few minutes long, but it's going to take a few days to make. And we're shooting it in Bamford, Vancouver Island. So uh, you fly, the, the, the way it will work for me is I'll fly from Los Angeles up to Victoria by way of Vancouver. Uh, once in Victoria, I will drive with my team over the mountains and through the woods to the Pacific side of Vancouver Island. Okay. And that's where the small fishing community of Bamford is located. And that's where we're staging this little shoot out of. Um, and we're going to have... Uh, it's going to be, first of all, I should say that there's no actors, there's no paid talent here. This is just a blue robotics joint. <laughs> you know, we're just all doing all the work ourselves. I'm taking uh, the lead on the production side. So I've worked on the script and I've put together the production calendar. And so I'm going to have... You're the director, right? Basically? I'm No, I'm, uh, I think Elisa, the boss is going to be the director. Yeah, okay, um, of course. Okay. But, but I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the producer. My the job producer. is going to be to make sure that everything runs, that we have a good plan that we're getting all the shots we need. I think Elise is going to make a great director and working with all the actors. We're all playing all the parts. So in addition to doing all these work jobs, we're going to be like in the, in the short itself. So it's going to be fun. It's what do you, okay. What do you, what, what tell me about your part? What do you, what, what character are you mimicking? I'm the Robert Shaw. Yeah. I'm the Robert Shaw character. That's great. I think that's a good it fit. Is. I think it's a good fit. I mean, for one, just the I, there's kind of an appearance thing. Um, yeah, I'm the grizzly shark hunter. Although, again, we're not shark hunting. We're just we're just surveying in our spoof. No animals will be harmed in this filming of this. No animals. We we will be encountering some kelp, uh, though I don't believe we will harm any. So are you guys going to be shooting offshore a little bit? Are you going to, you got a boat, you're going to, you know, that kind of a thing? We will be shooting offshore. Um, Not entirely. So, and I have to say that a lot of how we manage this production is going to depend on the weather. It's going to depend on uh, the cloud cover in particular, if it's foggy, if it's sunny. Um, So a lot, there's going to be quite a few factors that will determine exactly how we shoot and where we shoot. Um, but there is a dock at the Airbnb that we're all staying at, and that's where the boat will be moored up when we're not using it. But we we believe that we'll probably be doing particularly some of the interior shots on the boat from the dock. You know, we won't we won't even of need course. to take it to sea to shoot get those shots. It's, we can actually set a tripod up outside the boat and kind of shoot through the wind the windshield, which we're really excited about because that's kind of a Spielberg special. You know, he likes to, he likes to shoot through glass. So, uh, we will probably do a little bit of mimicry there. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to do is, is have fun with it, celebrate Jaws, have it be fun and funny and have it ideally make some monicum of sense, <laughs> you know? Well, and introduce people to what the product is, of course, all of that stuff. I, Absolutely. I hope, can, can we, is it possible that this thing could be, uh, clipped into coastal news today i mean if it's a short film can we do that yeah we can run it on the web we can we can embed it on the website of course we should embed it on the web website well when it's done we'll be sure to do that i I think that the timeline the production timeline has this being completed you know probably around october um so it's it's a little bit away this is just the big shooting the shooting period but um you know, I love this stuff. Uh, I love making movies. The The cool part about making movies, Peter, is that it's so collaborative. It's one of the reasons why I love doing all this podcasting. 
It's like you can't as as fun as it would be to do this alone, which is to say not very fun, I don't think. There is something really wonderful about being creative with other people, you know, and creating something together. No doubt. It's it's one of the things that I think has made ASPN uh, last as long as it has. We have, as you said, coming up on a thousand issues uh, episodes is the, the the collaborative nature of it. It's fundamentally a group exercise and everyone uh, contributes and you just uncover interesting things that uh, other people can bring to the table that you yourself would not think of, dive into, uh, learn about. It's great. Yeah, I love that about ASPN. It's the cool thing. And it, it I, I find that it makes me feel good to be creating things with other people um it's positive it's a positive thing to bring something new into the world and you know i know that for a lot of our uh subject matter when we're talking about climate change and we're talking about sea level rise and we're talking about the potential for hurricanes to exact terrible damage on a community that can be heavy that can be a heavy dose of of negative energy And I think that in our community in particular, it's important to remember that we can have fun and we we're this is a very creative and capable group of people. And it's nice to enjoy the it's it's nice to get creative and make things with each other. It's really is. It's it's kind of brings out the best in all of us. Well, it's a little bit like you're saying, going to the beach. You got to put your toes in the sand every once in a while. You got to sit down and enjoy it for what it is. Uh, You can't all be work. It can't all be about the difficult issues that uh, that coastal communities face all the time. Uh, it's a beautiful space, and uh, it is uh, important to to celebrate that and to enjoy that. That's what keeps you going. That's what keeps it interesting and makes it fresh. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'll tell you that when we got here the second day, we 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 drove in. It was a, it was a long trek across the country for. For Genevieve and I, we had two cars. We had four cats, ladies and gentlemen, four cats to transport across America from Austin, Texas to Olympia, Washington. <laughs> it was a it was a precarious exercise, I have to say. Everyone made it safe and sound. Um, but uh, you know, trekking across the country, uh, we got here five thirty p.m. Uh, late arrival. We had dinner, and the next day. The first thing we did was unpacked our kayaks and and headed to Puget Sound to get in the water. That was the first thing we did. So we took it. We found a great place, you know, kind of a beginner's location. We did some little bit of research, found a place to go, and uh, did a really nice about couple of mile paddle out to what was called Hope Island. It's part of a state park system. And it was just fabulous. You know, we moved here for that reason. That was one of the principal drivers. And so it was absolutely something uh, Genevieve and I insisted on doing was before we start opening boxes and start working on getting utilities and uh, all of that was to get to the water and uh, remember what the hell we're doing and why we're here. Because that's part of why we're here. That's a big part of why we're here. I love it, Peter. Congratulations on your move. I think that it's a wonderful new chapter for you and Genevieve and for and for us recording the show. It's nice to be in the same time zone. 
it is. It's going to be really great. And, you know, it's we're just up and down the coast from each other. I think there's a chance to get together more often. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be really great uh, over the next couple of years and settling into uh, settling into the Pacific Northwest um, and finding a place to hang a shingle and what kind of work I'm going to be doing. I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Peter, before we wrap up today, I just want to say a thousand episodes in, it's just been a, a real honor and a pleasure to do it. And ladies and gentlemen, we're we're not going anywhere. We look forward to keeping on producing, keeping the train running, yeah, uh, making it better. We do have plans for the future that are exciting. We've got exciting news forthcoming. We can't quite talk about it yet, but stay tuned for that. And I just want to say thank you all for, for listening to the American Shoreline Podcast Network. Uh, you know, same, Tyler. It's been an absolute pleasure working with you over the last five, six years, and then even going back into our time together and consulting. Um, it's been a great partnership and uh, new horizons ahead. I'm absolutely excited and thrilled about where we're going to go next. So, uh, And to all the listeners out there, uh, ASPN, the readers of Coastal News Today, um, we hope you like the service. You know, subscribe, share. Uh, we really appreciate every uh, everyone who takes time to participate in what we're doing, Tyler. We sure do. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks a lot for listening to ASPN, and we look forward to a great rest of 2023.